Hi everyone, welcome to FQ Mom Podcast. This is Rose Press Fausto, also known as FQ Mom. FQ stands for Financial Quotient. Your ability to make sound decisions and actions with regard to your personal finances. In other words, it's the IQ and EQ of handling money. And because FQ is not just a standalone skill, but it's related to the many aspects of life, we will be talking about so much more than just money. Are you ready? Okay, so our topic for today is what FQ is not. First of all, I'd like to thank everyone who joined our newly launched hashtag FQ Monday Habit. It's our 7th anniversary project for our YouTube channel. So every Monday at 5 in the afternoon, we post a new video that aims to guide you through your FQ journey. So maraming salamat kung nakajoin ka na. But if you haven't started the Monday habit yet, please do so. Just go to FQ Mom YouTube channel and already subscribe and click that notification button so you don't miss a single Monday. Okay? So, the topic is what FQ is not. Knowing what ain't. Sabi nga natin, do you know that expression, yung ain't? Ain't nothing but a uh, whatever. <laughs> ain't no mountain high enough. Yun yung isa sa mga classics na favorite ko. So, have you ever heard a conversation that goes something like this? Kunyari, nag-uusap, dalawang magkaibigan. Okay, lagyan natin ng voice para it's easier for you to imagine. So, there's a male friend, kunyari, and a female friend. Male friend. Friend one. Let's eat out. Friend two, the girl. Let's do that. Ay, mali, mali. Balik tarin natin. Mas maganda ko yung lalaki nag-ask. Okay, so, the friend one is the girl. So, the girl would say, let's eat out. And then, friend two would say, let's do that. Where do you want to eat? And then, the, the, the friend one will answer, any... Then the replies, okay, let's go to restaurant A, a Filipino restaurant. And then, female friend would answer, I don't like, their food there is greasy. Uh, okay, how about restaurant B, this time an Italian restaurant? Uh, maybe not, their food there is too heavy. Okay, so that reply is, so let's go to restaurant C, this one, a Chinese restaurant naman. And then the reply would go, No, not that restaurant. They use a lot of MSG there. <laughs> diba? So parang ang dami mo nang sinabing options, pero hindi pa rin pala. There are so many versions of this kind of conversation. Example din to, when my husband and I try to choose what we want to watch on TV, an answer from me of anything <laughs> could lead to a similar conversation. So, he would come up with a choice na, look, play. Ay, ayoko yan, han. Tapos, another one. Ay, ayoko rin yan, han. And then, another one. Han, that's too violent for my taste right now. And so on and so forth. When you're trying to set up a date, another example to, ah, when you're trying to set up a date um, for a friend, you know, we used to call that blind date. Eh. Uso ba ba yung term na yan ngayon? Or you just say, I'll hook you up with my friend. So, anyway, knowing what that person doesn't like, the one that you're setting up a date for, 
actually helps more than knowing what he or she wants. Diba? Kasi it's because most of the time, we don't know what we really want. But our feelings are pretty strong about what we don't want. Yan ulit yung mga loss aversion natin, nature. So, articulating what we don't want leads us to know and understand what we really want. It is true for the choice of a restaurant, like our earlier conversation, a TV show or movie, like in the case of Mahani and me, a blind date, and so many other things. We are better off knowing what ain't, what is not, in order to narrow down the choices and have a better understanding of what is. The same is true for FQ or financial quotient. It is important for us to really understand this intelligence because it is an essential 21st century, uh, 21st century skill. Or should I even say, an essential skill for all seasons and eras. Parang ate vi ang peg, di ba? So, in order to fully understand what FQ is, let's discuss what FQ is not. Okay, so one, FQ is not a mere toolkit. Remember that, huh? It's not a mere toolkit or set of skills that can be easily passed on through textbooks, exercises, and tests. Yes, there is a need to understand how interest rate is computed, what inflation rate is, etc. But it is so much more than that. As we say in FQ Book 2, it's not just about the knowledge. It has to be the behavior. Okay, let's go to the next what FQ is not. FQ is not just having a lot of money. Oh, yeah, that's very important. Remember this, huh? You may have all the money in the world, but if you're too afraid to lose it, or too uncomfortable to have it, you will not be financially happy. Thus, you still have a low FQ. Okay, so pagka sinabi mo na, ay, hindi pa ako mayaman, low FQ pa ako, hindi, hindi po ganun ibig sabihin. At the same time, on the other extreme naman, kahit ang dami-dami mo ng pera, pero masyado ka namang, Toxic ang relationship mo with money. Low FQ pa rin ho yan. Alright, let's go to number three. Number three is, FQ is not a standalone skill but is essentially a value system. It should intersect with the things that you hold important in your life. A high FQ is a realization of the fact that money is a tool. A tool to achieve happiness and meaning in life. Therefore, any talk about FQ is necessarily related to an awareness of your core values. The absence of this awareness may lead to abundance in material wealth with a feeling of emptiness because if what you do with and for money does not align with your core values, no amount of money in this world will make you happy. This is one of my favorite quotes quotes from myself <laughs> so let's say that again um there's really that feeling of emptiness because ito ito yung tatandaan nyo ha if what you do with and for money does not align with your core values no amount of money in this world will make you happy 
Alright, let's go to number 4. A high FQ does not necessitate one's knowledge of highfalutin finance jargon. Yun yung mga mahirap maintindihan na what they call finance gobbledygook. You know, in fact, I revolt the use of lots of these hard-to-understand finance choo-choo bills. <laughs> Even the world's greatest investor, Warren Buffett, he frowns at this use of difficult-to-understand investment jargon. You can pay, you can have a high FQ without using all these intimidating terms. In fact, being able to use easy-to-understand terms and being able to explain this finance concept to a seven-year-old should be the mark of truly understanding them. In fkmom.com, we have an article series called Explain to Me as if I were a seven-year-old. And we do have a series of articles Jan, explaining different concepts like, for example, why do higher interest rates bring down bond prices so that's the the relationship the inverse relationship between bond prices and interest rate so hindi ito madaling intindihin ha? but if you go search for that in the website maiintindihan nyo promise there's also one that explains why your young kids should be invested in the stock market and um, another one is why do stocks give the highest returns among all the asset classes in the long run in easy to understand language and the magic of compounding and hyperbolic discounting so hanapin nyo yan if you uh, want to find out more about this okay do you know that shying away from hard to understand morphed financial inventions can also serve as your filter and protection to what may potentially be scams that is so true. Sometimes, you know, I wonder if there is an unspoken conspiracy among some finance people to use these hard-to-understand terms in order to justify huge fees. <laughs> the problem is that this could really get us in trouble. Yung mga mahihirap intindihin na finance ek ek And I'm talking massive meltdown affecting the entire world do you remember the 2007 2008 financial crisis ever heard of cdos collateralized debt obligations synthetic cdos synthetic collateralized debt obligations credit default swaps subprime mortgages mortgage-backed securities option arm you know adjustable rate mortgage Mortgage resets, good faith estimates, negative amortization, teaser rates. Ay, nako. During that time, it seemed as if nobody dared to cry. You remember this classic children's book, The Emperor Has No Clothes? Walang nag-atubiling magsabi po nun. Ibig sabihin, walang nagsabi, what the hell are you selling us? Why are these papers... Even rated triple A. My gosh. Explain to me in simple language how my salary, my meager salary, can pay all these amortizations. Kasi grabe dati, ang liit lang nung down mo. And then even if your salary was just small, 
the agents just started selling you all of these asset-backed securities, these mortgage-backed securities. Kasi nga naman, may kita, you know? And the explanation why those transactions proliferated can either just be of these two things. Kasi parang na-hypnotize yung buong financial world. Parang, ala, sige lang, go lang kahit na medyo what we could we could um, call or categorize as basura na yung mga paper na binibenta. So, it could either just be of these two things. The reason why this these financial instruments proliferated during that time. Number one, due to ignorance. So, talagang hindi mo naintindihan at sumabak ka pa rin, even if you didn't understand it. And number two, awareness. You get it? And you approve it because the money kept on coming. The money was too good to holler it loud na, Hala, we are already selling basura paper. Of course, there were also a few who understood was what was going on and made huge amounts of money betting on the opposite side. You may want to read the book, The Big Short by Michael Lewis or its movie adaptation if you care to understand what happened during the meltdown. Okay, so let's now go to number five. FQ is not mm, and should not be boring. Hindi dapat. May kweto ako. Several years after I left my investment banking career and started attending investment forums again, I was surprised to find myself getting bored also. Para sabi ko, gosh, <laughs> was that the industry I left? Was that how boring my own presentations were? <laughs> Kasi dati, madalas din ako mag-present mga long-term commercial papers, initial public offering, etc., etc. You know, if I don't know if you noticed, those who have attended, um, mga kalamihan ng finance talks, but there are also good ones. Ano? I hope my honey is one of them. <laughs> you find my honey one of them. So there's this common vicious habit among presenters to dump dozens of bullet points on a single slide. Diba? Tinatambak lang lahat ng mga bullet points. Isang click lang nandun na lahat. <laughs> then they use it as their guide and say, Practically the same things written on the slides with a bit of ad-lib. Duh! Parabang, ano ba to? Is this a read-out-loud presentation? Then they follow it up with loads of numbers, tiny numbers, start, and they start talking about them. What are they thinking? Can anyone really... Alam mo, there's one uh, forum talaga I attended. So I go, what is this guy thinking? Can he even expect me to read those tiny numbers? So, I don't think any of the middle-aged people there could read. And even the younger ones with better vision probably couldn't care less. They'd rather, and I I noticed this, I observed this, they'd rather check their social media updates than figure out those tiny numbers. Ito pa isang kwento. I remember a comment from someone who left the finance industry. She's now running a major movie production house that was started by her mother decades ago. Siguro you can guess who she is. Anyway, she requested to meet my sons when she saw their dance on YouTube. And this was the dance that they did for the 50th birthday of their father. So it's a decade old uh, YouTube already. You can find that in, um, I think it's even in my old YouTube channel. Anyway, but you can see my boys dance in the various uh, Fausto Brothers dance sa aking FQ YouTube channel. Anyway, 
Um, this is what she said when she gave us her work background. I'm actually, sabi niya, I'm actually an accountant and I worked in the US but you know naman how boring finance could get. <laughs> I was taken aback. I said, huh? Boring? Uh, my husband and I are actually both finance people by the way. <laughs> so medyo na shy-shy na medyo ng konti sa aking reaction but you know, I think we just laughed about it. But later on, I realized, yeah, she could be right, actually. And of course, what could be more exciting than showbiz nga naman, ano? <laughs> but then again, understanding how to make and keep loads of money, or at the very least, be financially happy, should be exciting, hindi ba? Boring and intimidating, Unfortunately, yung number four, at saka itong number five, number four, yung sinabi natin kanina na um, yung, yung the use of highfalutin finance jargon, at saka itong pagiging boring. Unfortunately, these two are usually seen in a lot of finance literature. In FQ Book 1, I illustrated the difference between a lengthy prospectus piece on interest rates consisting of 159 words. Compare that to the way Warren Buffett wrote it in only 71 easy to understand words. I even wonder na baka yung pagiging boring and intimidating characteristics of finance is contributing to the factors why there's a pretty low number of people, young young kids, getting into the field don't you notice how kids they they just love getting into marketing advertising diba? most of the time only the nerds and the geeks opt to <laughs> to get into finance and these two characteristics the boring and intimidating could also be the reasons why a lot of people don't bother honing their fq sabi nila ay nako Ayoko yan, it's too boring. Or ay, ayoko yan, nosebleed, too intimidating. Diba? However, here's the reality. The reality is FQ is about human behavior and money. Subjects that are very interesting when presented in the right way. So I hope by now you already know what FQ is not so that you can better understand what FQ is. Fully understanding FQ and applying its principles are not just a one-shot deal. You have to remember that. It is a journey. So I invite you to have your FQ journey with me and your loved ones. Invite them to join this hashtag FQ mom habit. Ha? And to add a little bit of fun. Promise, not boring and intimidating. Not No nosebleed here. Join our show on Kumu and facebook live in the channels of fq mom and knowledge channel it's going to be on thursday at 11 a.m this is a thursday thing so i hope you've also made this a habit we will talk about earning from your creative talents with our special guest cara pagilinan she's an architect who is also the founder and owner of details inc and she's also a yoga teacher you can check her out then send us your questions Oh, by the way, thank you to everyone who greeted me on my birthday, September 4. Um, I received a lot of pampa happy, pampa. That's why my heart is full right now. 
mga messages, may mga paayuda rin yung iba dyan. And, you know, I received a lovely message from one of our listeners, our readers. Her name Sheila Diwa. Thanks, girl. You made my day last weekend. I'll, probably I'll be sharing that with you one of these days. So, okay. See you on my channels. That's FQ Mom on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Kumu. And the FQ Mom on Instagram. And, um, ano yung isa? Twitter yata yun. Kamali ako. The FQ Mom yata yun sa Twitter. Anyways, and of course, of course, I hope you are already subscribed to the FQ Mom podcast so you don't miss an episode. Alright, I'd love to hear from you. Just comment what you want me to discuss, who you want me to guess. Goodbye everybody and this is Rosefresh Fausto, your FQ Mom, wishing you all a high FQ. Goodbye!